0: Follow Winnie Taylor's 4th and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more.
1: Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean?
2: Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fib. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fib. Some pigs can lie. The Big Fib. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Ah, the Big
1: Fib. From Brick, New Jersey, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host,
3: Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the interlocking imaginative engineering of truth and the woeful illegal connection of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience.
1: First item up is a listener question. Now, this is no ordinary listener question. This is a customized listener question recorded specifically for me.
3: What are you doing here, Lisa?
1: I'm auctioning off a listener question, Deborah. Uh, where was I? Oh yes. I've got one dollar. What do you give two, 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 I'm a bit two, would you give three, 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 I'm a bit with three. We give it a bit four. Wait, 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 What Four. wait, wait,
3: wait, a minute. Wait a minute. Who is bidding right now?
1: Uh, aren't you bidding?
3: No, I'm not bidding, and no one should have to pay for the listener question.
1: Sold! One listener question to the <laughs> podcast host on the microphone board.
3: No
2: dollars! My name's Sienna. I live in Walnut Creek, California,
3: and I wanted to know what your favorite book is. Well, that's a great question, Lisa.
1: Wait just a moment, Deborah. I've got another one queued up that falls under the same literary category.
2: Hi, Lisa. My name is Isabel. My name is Jack. My name is Noah. We want to ask you a question. What's your favorite book to read? Bye! Bye.
3: Wow, I guess a lot of people want to know what you're reading. Any good novels or mysteries on your nightstand?
1: It just so happens that I have something much much better than novels and mysteries.
3: Ooh, color me intrigued.
1: I don't know what that means,
3: but I will (laughs) tell
1: you that I'm currently a very happy subscriber to this magazine called The Journal of Nonsense.
3: Oh, what is that? It's a
1: magazine for silly kids. It arrives in the mail every month. It's not a digital device, and it's filled with ridiculous activities, weird jokes, and absurd games. It's super fun. I really love it. And, you know, it's for people with a good sense of humor. So, you know, Deborah, you wouldn't get it.
3: I beg your pardon. I think I'd appreciate this journal, too, that you've been reading there. How do I subscribe? Oh, Deborah, it's uh,
1: shocking you would ask. You would go to thejournalofnonsense.com and use coupon code LISA at checkout. L-I-S-A, LISA.
3: Wow, great. I'm going to get a subscription right after the show. Oh, which reminds me. We have a show to do, so could you please tell our listeners how our game works?
1: Let me check. It says I have to. (laughs) Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar, and it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope. That's our retirement plan. What are we lying (laughs) about today, Deborah or Goldstein?
3: We are lying about Lego plastic building block toys, and we are going to learn all about Lego along with our contestant today, Who might that be, Lisa?
1: Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who lives in China and was born in the year of the rabbit,
3: Emily Zhou. Welcome, Emily. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. I'm so glad. You are currently in China? Yes. And you have also lived in the United States, is that correct? That's correct. Can you tell me your favorite thing about the United States and also your favorite one thing about China? Oh my God, this is hard for like America. I guess it's probably
2: like homework. That's your favorite thing? Well, the amount of homework is much less than China's, so that's probably my favorite
3: thing. I see.
1: You're welcome.
3: Except she's in China now, so she probably has a lot more homework.
1: Oh, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. So what is your favorite thing about living in China?
2: Well, I guess it's, like, the food. China has a really long history, so there's, like, lots of different kinds of traditional foods, and they're all delicious.
3: Mmm. What's your favorite? everything. Okay, everything. Very good. All right. Okay, well, we do want to learn a few more things about you, Emily, but we're going to do it big fib style playing our game, two truths and a lie. You, Emily, will tell us three things about yourself. Two of them will be true. One will be a lie. And we will try to figure out which is which. So Emily, in no particular order, Please share your two truths and a lie.
2: I can ride a unicycle. I can't ride a bicycle. And I can
3: roller skate. Roller skate. Okay, so we have yes, you can ride a unicycle. No, you cannot ride a bicycle. And yes, you can roller skate. Hmm, this calls for some serious logic, I feel. Are you up to the task, Lisa?
1: Yeah, I'll give it a shot. All right, Uh, I think uh, she's trying to play a trick on me. She says she can ride a unicycle. Mm -hmm. Now, a unicycle has one eyebrow. What? That's a unibrow. No, sorry, a unicycle (laughs) has one wheel. A bicycle has two wheels. How could you be able to ride a unicycle but not ride a bicycle? Mm. Oh, I know. She's saving up money to buy a bicycle and she's starting bit by bit and she started <laughs> with just one wheel and then in a couple of weeks when she gets her allowance or whatever it is, she'll get the second wheel. Duct tape that on, and uh, (laughs) she'll be good to go. So that one's the lie. She can't ride a bicycle. Uh, The roller skates or whatever, everyone can ride roller skates. (laughs)
3: okay. I'm not so sure about that, but we're going to find out. Emily, which one of those things is actually a lie? Oh, actually, I can't ride a unicycle. (gasps) You cannot
2: ride a unicycle? I learned that I couldn't ride it, but I could, like,
3: go on it.
1: But there's an issue here because that means I'm wrong.
3: Correct. You are wrong.
1: Okay, so the show's over?
3: No, it just means that she's very good at telling a lie, which means she'll be very good at spotting the lies. So we're very excited about that. So I'm so
1: happy for her. (laughs) Yes, you should be. I just feel real bad about myself.
3: No, don't feel bad. It happens sometimes. Okay, I
1: feel better. Okay,
3: good. All right, Emily, well played. Very good. I think you'll be very good at this game, especially when it comes to talking about Lego. Is that something that you're familiar with? Yeah, definitely. I
2: have, like, two boxes of Legos at home.
3: (gasps) Okay, so I think we have somebody who has some inside information. Interesting. All right, experts, we hope you're up to the challenge. We are going to welcome them so that they can share their knowledge with us. But first, Lisa, can you please play some welcome music for our Lego experts?
1: Oh, come on in, but watch out, there are Legos on the f- Ow!
3: Ow! Get
2: off! Get off your <laughs> Legos! Ow! Just come on in!
1: Be careful!
3: <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at your pain, but it is true that stepping on Lego does hurt, and nobody can tell me otherwise, so don't even try it. All right, our first expert is Chris Byrne. Chris, please introduce yourself to Emily. Hi, Emily.
4: I'm Chris Byrne. I am an independent consultant and analyst in the toy industry, and I write books about toys and play.
3: Thank you very much, Chris. Our second expert is Rachel Minor. Rachel, please introduce yourself to Emily. Hi,
5: Emily. I'm Rachel Minor, and I am a Lego set designer and brick master.
3: Oh, thank you very much. Hot seat, like a top. Tell us about those sounds you're engineering, Lisa.
1: I am engineering the
3: sounds of hot seat time. Yes, it's hot seat time, and that is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Emily's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first?
1: Chris Byrne. Because his initials are CB, and my great, 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 great grandfather was a CB radio. Ooh. Deborah, do you want to know how old he was when he died?
3: I'm sorry that he passed, but okay.
1: Yeah, he was ten four. Oh dear. <laughs> you know his name was Breaker Breaker.
3: Was it? Okay, Emily. What is your first question for Chris? Please describe a typical day at work.
4: There is no such thing as a typical day at work for me. I may be looking at a toy line. I may be talking to people. I may be doing a TV show, talking about what kids are playing with. Or I may be traveling around the world to look at new toys. And in fact, I was just in Hong Kong, not too far from you, for the Toys and Games Fair.
3: Really? Interesting. How did you like the food there?
4: I love the food in China. It's amazing. And I have to say, the real Peking duck is my favorite.
3: Mm, Okay. Very good. Well, don't let that sway your decision here just because he likes the same food. (laughs) Keep that in mind. All right. Okay. We're going back to you, Emily.
2: Rachel, can you tell us something interesting about Legos that most people don't know or get wrong? Ooh, one of my favorite things
5: about Lego is that if you apply for a job as a set designer, You get four hours to build, for me, I had to build a childhood memory, and that's a huge component of the interview. So not only did I have to sit there for a few minutes and come up with a childhood memory, and then I had to construct it. And four hours seems like a long time, but it goes by very quickly.
3: What was your childhood memory? You know, I ended
5: up building a dinosaur. Well, how old are you? (laughs) Not that old, but I was a really big dinosaur fan as a kid. One of my favorite movies was The Land Before Time.
3: Fascinating. Back to you, Emily. This is
2: for Rachel. How did you become an expert? And is there something like a Lego school? I
5: wish. I actually always played with Lego sets as a kid. I really loved math. But I also, I love to figure out how things were put together and how things worked. So I loved putting together sets, taking them apart, trying to rebuild them in different ways. And I just stayed curious about that for a really long time. I ended up going to school for architecture and Even in college, I was still using Lego bricks for school projects and homework assignments to help myself better understand the, no pun intended, building blocks of the assignment.
1: Well, there might not have been a pun intended, but there was a pun delivered.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That was just for you, Lisa. (laughs) Oh. But... After college, I'd, somebody told me about the fact that you could go work for Lego Group, and I didn't even think that job existed. And I applied, and it has been incredible ever since. But I will tell you, one way to become an expert is to stay curious and keep learning and keep trying new things and asking help from people that are smarter than you. Mm. And the more you do that,
2: the better off you'll be. Great advice. Very good. Emily, next question. This one is for Chris. How are Legos designed?
4: Legos are designed based on the automatic building brick, which is the original name of the Lego brick uh, when it was first introduced in the 1940s. And today, what you see when you have a Lego set that's based on a TV show, they actually design the special pieces to fit, whether it's a turret of a castle or the minifigs. Now, the minifigs all have a basic design, but they're interpreted for different characters, so they can be very, very collectible. There is a team of designers, and they are in Billund, Denmark, mostly, but also here in Enfield, Connecticut in the United States. And they basically sit down and play with the blocks and figure out what pieces they need, and then they go and make them.
2: I want to do that someday.
3: Yes, you can. (laughs) You can do that someday.
1: I would recommend doing it more than one day.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Good advice, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do have one question, and I'm going to ask both of our experts if they could tell us what their favorite Lego set is.
5: So this one's very nostalgic for me. This was one that I put together as a kid. I think it came around the mid-'90s, and it's called the King's Mountain Fortress. And it was a measly 435 pieces. (laughs) Not when you consider some of the, you know, tens of thousands of pieces you can find these days.
3: Wow. Super cool. How about you, Chris? Do you have a favorite?
5: I do. And it's a favorite that
4: I encountered as an adult. It was introduced a couple of years ago. It's called the Everyone is Awesome set. And it was designed to celebrate all of the diversity of races and genders around the world. And I got to talk to the designer about it and I was really inspired. And it's the only Lego set I have in my home.
1: Cool. Deborah won't let me have any Legos. All the ones (laughs) I tripped on earlier were hers.
3: That is incorrect. You've never asked me for Lego. I would be happy to get you a set.
1: Okay. I want a a green one.
3: Okay. Done.
1: Not a set. I just want a green one. Okay. (laughs) Just a little green one.
3: I can give one, to you. Oh, that's sweet, Emily. Thank you. Very nice.
1: You're hired.
3: Yes. Okay, that was really good. I hope you got some good information there, Emily.
0: Hi, it's me, Jess. Support for The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter. Full disclosure, I have a cat, and his name is Arlo, and I'm obsessed with him. And when Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he needs a trip to the vet. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one reason why I use Pretty Litter. And I kid you not, before we got this sponsor, I was already using Pretty Litter for two years. And it's great! It's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, it's super light base minimizes mess and dust, and Pretty Litter ships free, right to my door, in a small, lightweight bag. But here's how Pretty Litter helps me with my cat's health. It changes color to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. I swear, you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Arlo do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: Okay, it's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Emily will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, time to step up to the plate. Emily, you can start with Chris. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions. Now, What year were Lego first made?
4: 1946.
2: How many pieces does Lego make every year?
4: More than 36 billion.
2: What material were the first Lego made out of?
4: Cellulose.
2: Which luggage company made Legos until 1972?
4: Samsonite.
2: What was the first Lego set modeled after a movie?
4: Star Wars A New Hope.
2: How many Lego plates do you have to put together to match the height of a brick? Three. Fact or fib, a man in England builds a full-size Lego house with a working toilet.
4: No idea.
2: Which university sponsored the Lego Wayfinder project for young engineers to build underwater vehicles?
4: Massachusetts Institute of Technology.
2: In the Lego movie, who sings the song Everything is Awesome?
4: I don't remember.
2: How many Lego stores are there around the world?
4: More than 700.
2: Which Lego minifigure is worth $8,000 to collectors?
1: Solid silver Boba Fett from 2010.
2: And
3: that is time. That's
1: all the time, so stop trying to steal some more.
3: Would you be so kind as to reset the timer, Lisa?
1: I'll give you more so you don't have to steal and turn to a life of crime. And then run forever <laughs> in the woods away from people. <laughs>
3: Okay, Emily, you can ask Rachel your Shorts on Fire questions now. Who is the founder of Lego? Ole
5: Kirk Christiansen.
2: The name Lego comes from two Danish words that mean what in English? Play well.
1: Expensive fun.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What was the first Lego theme set, which was introduced in 1978? A gas station. How tall is the world's tallest Lego tower?
5: Ooh, pass.
2: What was the first minifig?
5: The gas station attendant.
2: How many Legoland theme parks are there in the world? Around 30. How hot does plastic have to be to mold into Lego bricks? Uh, pass. <laughs> Which Lego set has the most pieces at 11,695 pieces?
5: That's gotta be a Star
2: Wars set. What do you call the smallest figures which are one and a half bricks
3: tall? Nanofig. And that is time.
2: That's
1: time.
3: Well answered experts and well asked Emily. Okay, it's decision time. Emily must figure out which of our experts is no expert at all. Emily, who is our big Lego fibber? I think it's Chris. I oh. think it's Chris? Why do you think Chris is our fibber? Well, I
2: researched Legos a bit, and he got some of the answers wrong. Did he? All right.
1: Maybe he's not lying. Maybe he's just ignorant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or maybe we don't have the right facts. Or maybe she is correct. We will have to find out. Will the actual Lego expert please say, I am the Lego expert.
4: I am the Lego expert.
3: Oh, it's true. Chris Byrne is an independent toy analyst, researcher, and consultant. He is the creator, producer, and co host of the Playground Podcast, an industry facing weekly program that covers a broad range of issues facing the contemporary toy industry. Chris is also featured in the Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us, as a toy historian. That is correct. Gosh, okay, well, I think we need to figure out which of these facts are facts and which of these lies are lies. And we are going to do that in our fact-checking segment. So, Chris, how plastic were Rachel's facts?
4: Rachel did a great job. She didn't know that plastic melts at 450 degrees. Mm. The gas station was kind of close. It was a Lego town, and the first minifig was a policeman.
3: Mm. But
4: close, really close.
3: True, true. How about anything else, Rachel, that you said how did you Lego go the truth? The set with the most pieces
5: is not a Star Wars set, although that sounded <laughs> very convincing. It sounded like it could be true, yeah. I believe it is the art, an art world
3: map. Mm. Oh yeah,
1: that's right, yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> art world map. And how many theme parks are there in the world? How many did you say, Rachel? I said 30. Do you know the answer to that, Chris?
4: I did know that, but I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure.
3: There are 10 Legolands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just for Chris's sake, I will tell you that in 2014, it was Tegan and Sarah who sang the theme song, Everything is Awesome. Well, it is time to disassemble our big fib set. Hey, we need a Big Fib Lego set, don't you think? Yeah, Oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Okay, well, thanks to our contestant, Emily, for her mindstorm of research and investigation. Thank you to our expert, Chris and Rachel, and thanks to Lisa, our master builder of soundscapes. And, of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where everything is awesome when you're telling the truth.
1: The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on The Big Fib, or you can send questions for me to answer on the show. And follow us on social media at The Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. I'm going to keep talking like this, and then it's going to slowly fade down. The volume's going to fade, and you're not going to hear me anymore. But I'm still here. I'm still here, okay? Don't turn me down. Don't turn it off. No, I can't. Hi everyone, I'm Jeremy.
2: I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And we're We're a
1: GZM family! (laughs) And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature.
2: I love the one with the green reaper and the zombies. Yeah!
0: Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about holidays past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.